0: Hello, uh, it's uh, 10 o'clock in Finland and uh, actually it's 10.07 but um, it's out of line episode 42, you know the thing. Um, Today we'll be speaking about the election and also yesterday in Europe we had a uh, jihadi attack um, in Vienna in Austria and uh, it's not but
1: it's uh, yeah yesterday well, they, we have been having them pretty much on a daily basis lately uh, this uh, is... ever since the decapitation of the teacher in France so we will talk about the French stuff the Vienna stuff and uh, how the Islamism discussion is uh, slowly g- g- gaining some progress at least in some European countries of, of course not in Finland but uh, that and the I was just, uh, uh, when we were about to go live, I was just uh, telling UNESCO that I'm really nervous about the election, because, and I'm much more nervous than I was in 2016, because back then I didn't really think that Trump would win, of course I hoped that he would win, but I thought because of the uh, polling and all that, that uh, he would probably lose so it was a surprise victory, but now we are in a sort of defensive position. So it's a completely different game. So I, I'm, I, I, I am very nervous. But I think that if the vo- vote is honest, that there is no election fraud, then it's going to be uh, Trump 2020. Uh, but I'm just worried about that election fraud, because I have seen all the stuff that uh, Somalis selling mail-in ballots in Minnesota, then this uh, woman uh, who was uh, basically buying votes, uh, was it in Texas? Yeah, Texas. Uh, and in Florida, they also had uh, election fraud um, suspicious. So uh, I don't really trust the Democrats in this. So, But but I do think that if the election is honest, it's going to be Trump. And I, I was just uh, looking at the Finnish media while... We had a short break between our Finnish live stream and this one. And I, sh- and I saw the most hilarious headline. <laughs> because, of course, th- this comes from the biggest newspaper in Finland, Helsingin Sanomat. Which uh, is a very liberal newspaper. And all of their journalists are uh, like SJWs. And uh, they have uh, some uh, foreign correspondents who had been at the polling station in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> and the headline says uh, that uh, <clears throat> in Finnish that ääntä Trumpille, yksi odotetaan hermoja raastavaa. Which means that uh, visit to a polling station in Delaware is confusing. confusing. Ten votes for Trump, one for Biden. Uh, people are expecting the counting to be nerve-wrecking. So they had gone to some polling station uh, in Hokes in uh, Delaware, Hokes, Delaware, and uh, they had expected everyone uh, coming out of the polling station to be like a Biden supporter because it's Delaware, it's a blue state and it's uh, like Biden's home state and all that, and uh, they had a, a uh, Asked eleven first people who had come out of there, who they had voted for, and ten of those people said that they had voted for Trump, and only one said that he had voted for Biden. And they even say that there is there was a black guy coming out of the polling station, and and that they had been completely certain that this is a Biden supporter. But even the black guy had turned out to be a to Trump voter. <laughs> so they they, were, they are really confused here right now. And yeah. I share, also shared this on Twitter. I I think it, this is just hilarious.
0: Yeah, I, I just showed <laughs> it. Uh, I I want to see. Here, here we have a black guy. I don't know if this was the Helsinki Sonomat guy. You you know you know the you know this guy.
2: Now I'm just gonna tell you, motherfucking niggas minutes. straight out the door. Don't fuck with my motherfucking president. <laughs> Do you understand me? Nigga, we ride with Donald Trump over here, nigga. Draco, we ain't praying with you motherfucking nigga. You understand me? Keep our motherfucking president name out your mouth. Fuck, nigga. Any motherfucking nigga, white, black, Chinese, Mexican, if you want to build that wall, let them build it. You motherfucking niggas out there think it's a game, I'm going to go to war behind Donald Trump. That's right. Do you understand me? We're going to go to motherfucking war, Trump. You got some motherfucking soldiers, what? Right here on your side, what? Right here, we coming. Draco. go. Somebody, we going what? that little nigga down there in Bat Rouge's name. Nigga, keep my motherfucking president out of your motherfucking mouth, nigga. Somebody, you got a hundred on the drum. Now, I'm just going to tell you motherfucking...
0: Okay, so this was probably not the guy they they interviewed. This was a video of when the mm-hmm. there were these uh, twelve hundred uh, stimulus checks. We have over eight hundred viewers. This is because we are the only non-partisan uh, show on, in Finland. Every every other show is uh, gay and retarded. Uh, uh, someone sent me a a clip from a uh, Finnish uh, TV show and. Uh, they had some uh, f- some uh, retarded horse that said that yeah we will we have vote for Biden they they, they were they were the only people they found on TV, but.
1: Um, and uh, and then the uh, like the host of the show claimed that they couldn't find any Finnish speaking Trump supporter, and uh, uh, just the other day I saw a news piece. Uh, 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 from Florida, uh, that uh, actually was talking about Finnish people living in Florida because th- there are a lot of uh, Finnish people and fin- people with Finnish roots living in Florida and they are over- overwhelmingly uh, for Trump. So I have a hard time believing that these people really didn't find a Finnish uh, speaking Trump supporter.
0: So this is 77 seconds. We will have a guest today. Um, from Denmark. Uh, Someone will call this show and we'll have him shortly, I believe in a couple of minutes we'll have a call. But let's see this. um, He's a very cool guy. I I suppose many of our viewers know him. I've met him. I've interviewed him. He's a super epic guy and I think he can comment on uh, on the Vienna attack and other uh, interesting topics. I hope so, because we are a Finnish show and this election stuff, uh, it's probably, well, for some of our viewers, it might be interesting to see what we have to say on on this uh, election. But but as Tina said that in 2016, she was not sure Trump would win, but I was completely sure. I, I knew. In 2016, I knew Trump would win. I knew it. But... This being the current year, I'm because of the biggest voter fraud organization that Biden has claimed to have built with um, Obama. I I'm not I've I've almost watched every single rally of Trump. Ye- even yesterday, we were here at seven a.m. <laughs> watching the the Grand Rapids, and at five we watched the Kenosha rally. They were epic. They, I want more of these uh, peaceful protests by Trump because he's a super cool guy. I uh, And I see these mainstream journals, like these retards here, and I'm like, okay, stop pretending that you are doing journalistic work. You are activists who, first of all, this TV channel gets 500 million euros from the taxpayers tax in Finland. Every year, even we have to pay uh, like uh, one hundred and forty dollars every year to fund this nonsense crap, and I hate this. I uh, these people. If you if you if you criticize them, they will say that you are a, you are a violent guy. But look at these idiots. We'll uh, translate it. So the guy asks, uh, uh, could you tell us uh, who did you vote for and this... Uh, and why? And this idiot uh, femoid is giggling and she will tell us that she voted for Biden because uh, healthcare care and, uh, and Trump is a disaster. But
1: this, and these people... Are- uh, it's interesting that they always mention healthcare because they never seem to mention anything uh, Trump has done for healthcare, like the transparent pri- uh, pr- hospital pricing, lowering the dr- uh, <clears throat> Drug uh, cost prices of uh, pre- prescription drugs. And all of these are huge things that have a huge impact on everyday lives of every American, especially those who are of low income for whom, for whom the... Healthcare costs are a big thing. So they never mention any of this stuff and they pretend as if Biden is the only guy doing something for healthcare and that uh, Trump is just completely disinterested in in, and letting everything fall apart.
0: And also I would like to remind you that you can donate. Uh, Yeah. And we have SJB on DLive and he sent two Ninja Guineas with the words uh, SEAL. Uh, I don't know if you mean the artist or do you? Are you referring to the uh, recent Nigeria hostage situation, which Trump and his seals uh, cleared without any money?
1: Yeah, and of course we will be reading all of the super chat, and you can send them there on D Live or at uh, the address uh, there on the uh, screen, unesloka and of course, we also have our entropy account. And if you scroll down there on our D Live channel page, you will find a section called Out of Line. And under that, you will find all of all possible links to our social media accounts, entropy, subscribe star. Uh, everything is there. So uh, if you want to take part in the discussion or just uh, support the show, uh, send us a message. And uh, we also have a merch store which has. Uh, uh, some uh, products that might be interesting, interesting also to our foreign viewers. Uh, most of our products uh, are have been made for like the Finnish audience, uh, but there are also uh, some stuff that is uh, uh, sort of international, like yeah. the helicopter. Marks. Yeah, we have
0: uh, merch like this physically removed. <laughs> the and it's better when it's uh, U.S. customers because. Uh, the, the tax is lower. When, when Finns buy our merch, we have to pay 24% value-added tax. But when it's U.S. customers, we have to pay less tax, which is nice. We get more money. And that's also one uh, big thing for the undecided voters on, the, on this election day. There's at least 5% of the population that only votes for their wallet. So it's clear that they will be voting for, uh, for Trump, not Biden, mm. because uh, Biden, uh, he wants to increase your taxes. Four, four trillion. It's insane. But uh, let's, let's listen to this. Uh. The Finnish TV, I, I hate Finnish. They should ban Finnish TV because this is not acceptable election 2020 it's the word there
1: yeah like i haven't watched uh, tv in i think uh, four years now and i don't miss it a bit like uh, we watch movies online and documentaries and stuff like that but we don't watch tv broadcasts at all and uh, uh, everything on finnish tv it's just shit it's, it's shit. either like uh, just. Uh, American shows, or then it's uh, Finnish shows made by liberals. So uh, there is nothing interesting there. There's nothing uh, informative. There's nothing uh, um, uh, fresh or in any way challenging. There. It's just this uh, lame, uh, uh, boring liberal propaganda that they have been spewing for years and years, and it's always the same.
0: Yeah, and the people that. All these people on TV, they are cringe and I hate these people. I, I, I don't know, they should be physically removed.
1: <laughs> Valtava that yllätys. Is... No, voin kertoa että äänestin, Joe Biden.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that I voted for Joe Biden. Okay, we can see it from your face. You should just yeah, shut the look- fuck up.
1: <laughs> yeah you have the look. You, you're an idiot. Kyllä, siis.
0: Why are these people allowed to vote? She's a uh, female. She should not be allowed.
1: Itselleni melko ilmeisistä syistä. Donald Trumpi aikakausi on tunnut aikamasta tuhoiva Yhdysvalloille, mutta meidän uh, ilmastopolitiikalle, ympäristölainsäädännölle, kansainväliselle politiikalle.
0: Yeah, and, uh,
1: what is it with these liberal females? They are always so, like... Um, Look at this. Like, yeah, like... Uh, why would you go on a TV, national TV broadcast looking like that? Yeah, you should be... It wouldn't really hurt to do something with the hair and maybe put on yeah. some makeup, maybe some nicer clothing.
0: The only place these people should be allowed is, uh, well, the kitchen and asylum centers. They should go there and get raped, gang raped by a... a <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, mostly peaceful
1: refugees. <laughs> She's interested
0: in uh, the US healthcare system. Okay.
1: Okay, so uh, okay, thank- I would love to ask, I would love to be the uh, host in this situation and ask, okay, so you are interested. Could you tell us uh, some of the things that uh, Trump has done uh, regarding healthcare? And I guarantee you she wouldn't be able to name a single thing because she isn't really interested she just pretends to be and and, uh, uh, she likes to portray it as if uh, Biden is somehow uh, a better choice for healthcare than Trump
0: In the chat, uh, RL87 says you're not American Uh, I think uh, she, she has dual citizenship so she's a Finn but for some reason she has a yeah american. we have
1: uh, there are some of those uh, some of them live in finland some most of them live in america but uh, there are some people who live in finland and who have dual citizenship and uh, they can vote and of course there are some americans living in finland uh, too who live here but they vote in the american elections
0: yeah we we have uh, one one of our friends is a u.s citizen living in southern finland and uh, he also voted by mail But he didn't do like this, uh, this uh, whatever. And it's
1: funny that uh, uh, there was this uh, news uh, story about one uh, woman, a Finnish woman who lives in Louisiana and she's eligible to vote. So apparently she has dual citizenship. And uh, she said in the interview that she had tried the mail-in voting in some local election first. And uh, for some reason uh, her uh, vote hadn't gone through, so uh, now she's voting in person. But uh, if you listen to the American liberals, something like this should be impossible. They say that the mail-in voting is 100% reliable, so how, how is it possible that the, the vote of this uh, uh, woman, uh, mail-in vote in Louisiana, didn't go through?
0: Yeah, there's uh, Gray M saying I'm deeply against dual citizenship in. Uh, for the sake of all nations, yeah, that's uh, that's correct. If if you, you yeah, can, it
1: doesn't make any sense.
0: It uh, it's it should be illegal, because uh, which army are you, uh, in if 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 you have dual citizenship, are you fighting for? For example, in France, you have Algerians. Um, If France has a war, will they fight there? No.
1: Yeah, and it can actually lead to these uh, very clear legal conflicts. Like, uh, uh, let's imagine someone has both Russian and Finnish uh, citizenship. Uh, In Finland, of course, espionage is illegal. So if you were a Russian citizen or even a Finnish citizen uh, performing espionage uh, in Finland, uh, it would be a crime. But uh, in Russia, there is a law that ev- every Russian citizen is, is uh, must, uh, like, uh, aid uh, Russian officials uh, in uh, investigations. So, basically, that means that they could force any of their citizens to give information, uh, uh, to spy on them. So, this is a clear conflict that uh, you cannot... Uh, Follow both uh, the laws of both countries at the same time. So why why is it that we still have people who have both Russian and uh, uh, Finnish citizenship, and uh, some people like that who have that dual citizenship of Russia uh, have been bounced from military ac- academies in Finland, and of course liberals are all outraged about that, and they say that it's. Uh, racism and that uh, that it shouldn't happen but yeah if you have uh, like a people in the military who are citizens of a country that has a law that uh, forces them to perform espionage for that country if the country just asks them yeah i don't think they should be in high military positions in finland
0: yeah russians are the biggest (laughs) immigrant group in finland and they have lots of them have uh, dual citizenship. There's uh, a Finnish viewer asking, why are you speaking in American language? Uh, well, this is English. This is uh, Out of Line, episode 42. We've we uh, we've been streaming in English uh, every Tuesday and Friday. Of course, last week we had a break, So, uh, and I remember on Friday Roar asked, uh, no show today? Yes, no, because we had a one-week break. It was the longest break we had uh, taken ever and there's uh... yeah
1: and it was actually the first time we ever took a break while at home because we have taken some uh, sort of breaks before but it has always been when we have been traveling uh, but this was our first uh, vacation at home and it was really nice to just be able to lay back and uh, not have to worry about uh, like a uh, uh, streaming schedules and all that and be able to do whatever you want uh, during nights. And also uh, it's it was uh, for the best of the viewers that we had the vacation at that specific week because our uh, house is being renovated right now. So, uh, and uh, at some nights, uh, the men are working pretty late, like at, at uh, until 8 p.m. So, if we had been doing our Finnish live streams, um, they would have been like filled with this background noise of this, uh, this renovation. So, uh, it's better for the viewers that we had the vacation <laughs> on I, that week.
0: I, I didn't notice the noise.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how it's possible, like, uh, there were a couple of mornings when the guys were, like, uh, renewing the outside boards of uh, uh, behind our bedroom wall, like, uh, they were pulling out the older boards from the wall and putting new ones in, and the noise was incredible, like, uh, the screeching when they were pulling the old boards out and then, then of course the hammering when they pu- uh, placed in the new ones and all that and then they were they were like cutting the ports with uh, what is circling uh
0: circle saw. That's yeah okay.
1: circle saw and all that and i woke up every morning when they started that because it was like fucking earthquake the windows were cleaning and all that and Yunes and the cat were just sleeping like nothing is happening and i i don't understand how that that
0: i <laughs> didn't i didn't do, hear nothing uh, there's uh, neil gamby saying she's one dumpy looking bitch uh, yeah i agree but you cannot in finland you cannot call women bitches because it's hate speech so please do not call this dumbly looking bitch a bitch because it's hate speech
1: Perheden uh, hyvin voinnista tällaisesta kysymyksestä joita mun näkymuksessa mukaan Donald
3: Trump ei ole ajanut Emma emme
0: huinakin she said yeah Trump hasn't uh, been working for the families
1: Okay
0: and Biden has okay whatever
1: Tästä arvannaan meks kahden yllättävä kenellekään
0: now there's this whatever and she also says that she voted for Biden.
1: Yeah and from the looks alone you can tell that. Yeah
0: we know you don't you don't need to speak we know physiognomy and yeah, Chubby,
1: nothing done about the hair and look at that clothing. Like, why would you go on the, TV? The, just the face. Like, that's something you would wear at home while you're doing chores, like that sort of shirt. So, why would you go on TV looking like that? No. I don't understand. I'm more concentr-
0: concentrated on the face because the face is… Uh, <laughs> the, the clothes, okay, maybe, yeah, but that- I don't care.
1: But you are absolutely right. And Ed Dutton has written a book about this, like how to judge people based on their looks. That's actually the title of his book.
0: You can buy it on Amazon.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, it's about these mutations and... uh, Ed Eddington uh, speaks about uh, s- uh, spiteful mutants, people who have uh, mutants uh, that uh, muta- genetic mutations that cause them to be like SJWs, and you can tell uh, them by the looks because uh, those genetic mutations they uh, appear in looks like these people uh, like have less symmetrical uh, facial features. They have uh, like a, uh, uglier looking uh, an un- unhealthier body type and all that. So you can sell spiteful spiteful mutants from looks.
0: Moshe, very often Moshe Finkelstein says haha mutants. it's a it's a scientific term. it's yeah. not uh, yeah,
1: it's a, it's not like a, a slur. it's uh, talking about real genetic mutations and it's uh, based completely based on science. so I uh, I definitely recommend that you all of you read Dalheim's work about that.
0: Yeah, it's a funny word, mutant. I I agree, but it's a scientific term. It it means it has a s- slightly different meaning than what people usually understand with a mutant. Okay, we have uh, 30 seconds of this shit uh, still to go. Okay, so she believes in science and in climate change. So and I would had-
1: like, love to ask her, how many sexes are there?
0: genders uh, there. Uh, yeah. th- th- okay, how,
1: uh, if you believe in science, how many sexes are there? Uh,
0: 32 mm. or 78, I don't know. In Finland, they say there's 32, but uh, in the US, I think it's up to 78. This is and Emma. the
1: science of these people is just uh, ridiculous. That, uh, okay, I believe in science that... Uh, uh, okay, these uh, Trump rallies are super spreaders of COVID, but uh, of course you cannot catch COVID in BLM riots. Uh, they are not super spreaders. So uh, the,
0: these people yeah. are. are uh, there was this. Okay, we have a call from Denmark. So we'll,
1: okay, great. We'll...
0: Okay, hello, uh, Rasmus. Uh, okay, wait, wait a second. I'll I'll put you on. Uh, um, for the viewers also now now people can hear you. We have uh, 940 viewers. So you are Rasmus Paludan. You are the uh, party leader of uh, Stramkurs, which is hardline. You are a very epic guy, and you were banned from Sweden because uh, uh, because you are a Swedish a Swedish uh, citizen. So
3: tell us. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't banned because I'm a Swedish citizen. <laughs> I was banned because they they were afraid that that. Um, that I would say stuff that would make uh, 500,000 Muslims uh, become very violent in Sweden.
0: Yeah, you have been, uh, I- I've, I've met you in Copenhagen and I've also interviewed you. The interview is available on YouTube. And last October, when we had the Skansa Forum with Fyrodi Media, you were uh, also organizing marches in Copenhagen and you were burning the Holy Book uh, of Muslims and you the danish police they allow you to do that but uh, last month you tried to go to rinkeby and malmö and uh, it was diff- you 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 were banned from sweden but it turns out you are a swedish uh, not only a danish citizen but also a swedish citizen so you yeah. are now asking for money from the the government i believe
3: yeah, well, I am, but the money is not the primary thing. The primary thing is that the, the Swedish government should have known that I was a Swedish citizen, even though I didn't know, because I have a Swedish father, and they knew this. And also, they would, if they looked me up, they would see that I've actually also lived in Sweden. So, uh, as it turned out, I've been a Swedish citizen also since I was seven years old. But uh, I didn't know that, and I didn't really care. Uh, I'm happy being a Dane. But yes. That's what happened, and and now, uh, because of the terrorist attacks in France, we're planning on going to France to burn the Quran at the uh, Ark of Triumph on the uh, 11th of November. Um, And when we've done that, we want to go the next day to Molenbeek in Brussels, in Belgium, because Molenbeek is where there's been a lot of terrorists coming out from. Uh, A lot of the terrorists around Europe who have committed murders... Uh, they have come from Molenbeek. So we think burning the Koran in Molenbeek will be a great service to the Belgian people and also a clear message to the Muslim terrorists that we have no respect for them. We think they're garbage and they shouldn't be in Europe at all.
0: Yeah, I, actually, I was in Molenbeek uh, in 2017. We We drove from Finland to Paris, France. We went to monitor the f- French election and our car broke down in Molenbeek and we streamed we we had a very funny live stream from Molenbeek and they were burning every they were not burning the Quran but they they, they were they there were fires everywhere and they were burning
3: everything else except the Quran yeah
0: and I, I was I interviewed some police officers but the second they noticed that I had a camera they said no uh, but they they said we are protecting the they, they had a, a Market uh, day in Molenbeek, and uh, the police were there, and they were. When I asked them, they, they said we were we are protecting the the, the garbage men. And there were fires yeah. everywhere, and uh, it was very very funny. T- 2017, we have yeah. that stream somewhere. So uh, November 11th, the, I think it's Victory Day. Or victory. We, we don't know who it is, won.
3: It is. You're yeah. very right. It's victory day in France. And I thought because it's a public holiday uh, that would be a good uh, reason to choose that day for burning the Quran at the Ark of Triumph because um, It's kind of a victory statement that even though France is being attacked by Muslim terrorists uh, They can still burn the Quran. That's legal in France. You're allowed to do that in France
0: Yeah, uh, well in Finland it's not a public holiday because we didn't win the the war but um <laughs> but uh in france i think you will be allowed it's not like sweden the the situation is worse in france with the migrants and the muslims yeah. but uh but i think the french police will let you burn that book uh, without any problems
3: Probably, I mean, they—they're they, not very happy about public gatherings, but that's because all public gatherings have been forbidden because of the corona thing. So it, it will probably be a very small event on 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 the actual day. I mean, it won't be like a lot of people, but we'll still be able to film burning the Quran and and let others see it on the internet. So, you know, it's just a shame that the terrorist attacks are happening during the corona crisis because that makes it difficult for everybody i mean the the logistics of going to france is not easy it takes a lot of planning and as you well know when we first met in um in in the autumn of 2018 i didn't have any uh, bodyguards but since the election of 2019 i've had bodyguards around me all the time Um, and that's because i'm very threatened by muslims who want to kill me and of course that's an additional thing that you know then then the French authorities have to be informed in advance by the security services in Denmark. And it's a lot of planning to go to to France and, and also to Belgium. And then after that, this is the interesting thing, after we've been to France and Belgium, then on the 13th, on the Friday of next week, we are going to Berlin. Because last time I was given an order in Berlin by the Germans that I must leave Germany immediately. And as long as you're in Germany, Rasmus Paladin, you are not allowed to say anything about Islam at all.
0: <laughs> this is the state of Europe. They, it's uh, very sad.
3: They, it's crazy. They gave me a written order that says it is forbidden, fair Bolton, for you to say anything about Islam in Germany. <laughs> so um, I we- think... I think uh, they are pretty scared in, in, in Germany uh, because the only reason they haven't had great riots is because it's illegal to burn the Koran in Germany. Uh, it's illegal to criticize Islam in Germany. But it's not illegal to read from the Koran in Germany. You're allowed to read from the Koran. So what we'll do in Berlin is we'll just read from the Quran. We'll no, not make any commentary. We'll just read from the Koran. And then maybe I will speak something about, you know, anti-Semitism is not so good, and Adolf Hitler was an anti-Semite. But, you know, the things I'm reading here from the Quran, maybe they're also a little bit anti-Semitic. So uh, that will be very interesting. And uh, already all the left-wing extremists in Paris, they've uh, begun organizing. They're using the hashtag B1311 because they're organizing their counter-protests. So... That should be very interesting.
1: Yeah, and it's really uh, uh, hypocritical from the left that the, uh, now that the chickens are coming home to roost and uh, we are facing these terrorist attacks because liberals have created these parallel Islamic societies in Europe. and. Uh, uh, our people are slaughtered on the streets and they cannot admit that they, uh, they did this, uh, that uh, their pets are uh, at fault in this. So they are looking for scapegoats. So uh, of course they blame people like you or us and say that, yeah, it's because of your hate speech that uh, if, if you yeah. just uh, didn't uh, criticize Islam, nobody would get killed. So we are basically yeah. being held hostage in our own continent, uh, uh, continent that... Uh, we need to live in yeah. fear of this minority that might kill us if we say something yeah. wrong. Yeah, I agree, and and it's a lot less worse in Finland, I think, than it is in many other
3: countries. I mean, Finland is comparably nice considering you know that you don't have that many Muslims in Finland. But the thing is, what you're saying is absolutely right, and what you can say is okay. So if it's if it's our fault that the Muslims are upset and committing terrorists because we've criticised them then why didn't the Jew commit terrorists? Because the Jews have been subjected to far more criticism in Europe historically than the Muslims had, but the Jews haven't committed any terrorism in, in, in Europe. So that, that doesn't work. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a false argument to claim that the only reason that there is Muslim terrorism is because people criticize Islam. That That makes no sense, because... Um, there, There is plenty of Muslim terrorism in places where there's no critique of Islam. So it, it just doesn't uh, make much sense. And uh, the fact of the matter is that Islam and Muslims will never be able to to live uh, in harmony with, with European people in Europe because our way of life, our culture, and our religion is so different that they're absolutely um, counterpoles and, and, and that wouldn't work at all. And that's, that's why, you know, when people are saying to me, why don't you burn the Quran in Afghanistan or in Pakistan? My response is, well, I don't care what they do in Afghanistan or Pakistan. They're, those are Muslim countries. I, you know, they can be as much Muslim as they want in, in their countries. And then I would just like to be allowed to be Christian and European and, and secular in my country.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, that uh, in Finland, I'm, I'm not aware of any demonstrations by Muslims in Finland. But I noticed that uh, in uh, in Denmark, you had some uh, demonstrations. Uh, there was, he's uh, I, or I saw, saw something on Twitter. There was, and you actually were there. At the embassy of France.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hisbudda Sharia is a very, uh, the very true Muslim organization because they're saying what Islam is. So they're very honest, really, because they're saying what Islam is. So they're more like, you know, death to the Jews, death to the infidels. That's that's what his is saying. So they're very they're very honest with their compliancy to to uh, Islam. But they had a protest not because uh, Samuel Paty was murdered not because there were terrorist attacks, no, because uh, they thought Muslims were being treated unfairly. And I wasn't there personally because I was still in corona quarantine. I'm not anymore, but I was for safety measures when I had returned from uh, from Germany. Uh, this was on Sunday, so this was only a few days ago. Uh, but um, my, uh, my colleagues from the party hardline uh, were there, and they actually burned the Quran only 40 meters away from the uh, Hizbut Tahrir. So you had a lot of, of Muslims yelling "Takbir, Takbir!" and then 40 meters away, uh, we are burning their holy books. So I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, Denmark is very epic. Uh, you wouldn't see that in Sweden, and, uh, but in Finland I we we the haven't theory. we haven't had because. Th- there are not enough Muslims yet in Finland, so we don't have all yeah. these uh, protests. So, it's- But
1: it's really ridiculous, this argument that racism and uh, uh, like uh, getting excluded from society causes terrorism, because vast majority of Islamic terrorist attacks happens in Muslim countries, in countries like I- Iraq, Syria, Egypt, Ni- yeah. Nigeria, Mali. So what, is somebody racist against them in their own countries? <laughs> are they being, like, excluded yeah. from their own societies?
3: like the, No, the, it's yeah. absolutely true. And, and you have to remember that the, the majority of victims of Muslim terrorism is Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> so it's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, Muslim, the Muslim faith, Islam, cannot work in countries that are not Muslim. But it can also not work in countries that are Muslim. I mean, the only way it can work in countries that are Muslim is if it's a complete dictatorship, like it was under Saddam Hussein, like it is right now in Iran and Saudi Arabia. If it's not a complete dictatorship, then it doesn't work because then the Muslims start killing each other. You know, oh, you're a Shiite, I'm a Sunni, now I'm gonna kill you. That's that's what they do.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. And um, in that sense, of course, Westerners have some blame in this because the Westerners have been uh, uh, sowing chaos in the Middle East, uh, for example, with the Iraq war, that uh, Saddam Hussein was the power holding Iraq together. And when he was gone, then uh, the space was created uh, that for ISIS to be born in there and uh, to spread so of course westerners have some blaming in that uh, and we should definitely stay out of the middle east uh, but um, uh, that uh, in no way uh, ex- is an excuse for allowing these people in europe and uh, making excuses for their violent behavior against us when we have given them refuge here
3: no but it's absolutely true what you're saying and I'm for a completely isolationist foreign policy when it comes to Muslim countries. I mean, I would prefer for the sake of the happiness of Muslims that there is no Islam in the world. but since that would be a long-term project, I, I'm just content with the Muslims being Muslim in their own countries and I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna mingle with that. I mean if they if they are so happy with having a Muslim dictatorship, then let them. and it's true what you're saying and basically the conclusion on what you're saying is, the Iraqis in general were a lot happier during the reign of Saddam Hussein than they were afterwards. Because afterwards they got
1: civil war and they got ISIS. Yes, that's exactly it. And I I have a friend who is a Kurd uh, who moved in Finland with his family in the 1990s. So he Uh, is the the sort of the good type of immigrant who came before the mass uh, immigration in uh, 2015. And um, uh, he's an entrepreneur and... uh, Uh, They have this sort of well-integrated family, and he has also said the same thing, that uh, he visits Iraq from time to time, and he says that it only keeps getting worse, that yes, it was bad for them Kurds under Saddam, but it's so much worse now. And this is coming from a Kurd, like a, a person who was persecuted by Saddam, and he still says that it was better under Saddam. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: And uh, Finland opened its borders in 1990, Sweden, I think, 75. But uh, what's the situation in Denmark? When did it start uh, there? I, uh,
3: well, I mean, when, when it really started, there were some guest workers in the late 70s, but that, that, those were few. So the, it really started with the Alien Act of 1983. The Alien Act of 1983 made it very easy to, to be allowed to come into Denmark and it allowed for family reunification. Of course, family reunification just means that one guy comes up here, and that means when he's here, he's allowed to bring 20 family members, which is ridiculous. Right. But that's that's what happens. So now we have Muslim Arab clans uh, doing great crime and, and killing and raping people all over, and that's that's what happened with the Alien Act of 1983, and even the even many people who supported the Alien Act of 1983 are now saying that they were wrong. I mean, the um, the former Prime Minister Paul Sluter he said that we didn't understand then what what the consequences would be.
0: Yeah, in France they have a bit similar thing in the media now. They are playing Jean-Marie Le Pen's uh, interviews from 1989 where he. Uh, uh, Said that this will not end well, but um, if uh, if we look at um, yeah, nineteen eighty three in Finland it was nineteen ninety. Uh, before nineteen ninety, F- Finland had taken a couple of hundred people from Vietnam and a couple from Chile, and uh, that was uh, just the
1: um
0: very small amount then but uh, 1990 we took 2000 somalis from uh, the soviet the collapse in soviet union
1: and that's oh. when it all began
0: and that's w- what opened the uh, the gates for the immigration so we got every year 3000 uh, asylum seekers and uh, 2009 we got 9000 but it was mostly 3000 every year and 2015 we had 32000 but this 2015 immigration crisis, I I would not uh, say that it was the worst. It was gradually that this happened like in uh, Denmark. uh,
1: But I would like to ask uh, you about the situation in Denmark, because of course to uh, people like us in Finland or to Swedes who live under extremely socialist SJW governments, it seems that uh, Denmark is like the based country of the Nordic countries and that you have uh, 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 like a somewhat reasonable immigration policies. So how how does it look like uh, to a Danish nationalist? Is it really so that uh, uh, or is the government sort of play-acting, uh, pretending no, to do I something? Think, How I think is think it? think the,
3: cur- the, the current government is play-acting. And I don't agree that... I agree with you that compared to Sweden, Denmark ha- has a much stricter uh, migration policy. And a much stricter policy overall. I mean, there were a couple of Somalis, I think, a young guys, 17 years old or something. And they, or 18, they were young and they killed someone in Denmark, ba- gang-related. They had Swedish citizenship, even though, of course, they weren't Swedish, and they had killed someone gang-related in Denmark. And then if that had been done in Sweden, they would have been given two years a youth treatment as a punishment, okay? But instead, they were brought before the court in Denmark, and uh, they were sentenced each to 20 years. So a lot of Swedes laughed a lot about that and said, okay, well, maybe that will teach them not to do things in Denmark then. But, um, but no, I would say that the problem in Denmark is um, there are restrictions on who can come here, but there's are, are still not a stop for people to be reunified by, by a family member. But the main problem is we already have 800,000 Muslims here, and they're marrying when they're 18 years old, and then they're getting eight children. And Danes marry when they're 35, and they get two children. So you can see, pure mathematics makes it very, very problematic. And also, um, the the general um, the general impression is that most Muslims in Denmark are not interested in um, in assimilating into Danish society. They, they they would like to to live in the Muslim country that they're from, but they only wanted to be in Denmark because Denmark is a lot nicer. They don't understand that the reason Denmark is nice is because Denmark is not a Muslim country. So, so what we have to do in order to save Denmark and the Danish people is to relocate 800,000 Muslims back to where they come from. And that, that is a project of, of a certain magnitude, and there is no, no political uh, uh, willpower to do that at, at this point. So uh,
1: liberals always love to say that um, uh, nationalists or right-wing populists uh, are just uh, bashing migrants, but they never offer any solutions to uh, the problems with immigration. So. Let's imagine that you are the prime minister and you can do whatever you want. So what would be your measures? Like, how would you perform this? uh... Right, 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 right. First
3: of all, if you're not a daily citizen, immediately all social and financial support from the government will be stopped. So you get no money from the government at all. You will get no uh, medical treatment unless you paid for an insurance. And um, if you don't have a job, you will be immediately told to leave the country and and go back to your home country in seven days. If you do not do that, you will be found by the police, arrested and put on a plane and sent back immediately. If you are not a Danish citizen and you uh, have committed a crime at any time in Denmark, then you will be immediately told to go back to your home country in seven days. If you do not do this, you will be found by the police and put on a plane and sent back to your home country. Those measures alone would make it infinitely nicer to live in Denmark. Because we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people who would either fall into the criminal category or would fall into the no job category. I mean, the, the number of Somali women having a job in Denmark is very low. Most of them do not speak Danish and they haven't had a job in their life in Denmark. They've only, uh, um, you know, produced a number of Somali children and we don't really need that.
0: Yeah, in Finland, the um, employment rate for Somalis is 12 percent. And I think for the females, it's uh, even lower. Much, Uh, much lower. Like
1: it's exactly the same that they are just uh, child making machines uh, that they get married very young and they... Uh, even if they are born in Finland, uh, they might not even speak Finnish <laughs> mm-hmm. and they just uh, keep yeah. uh, breeding more children. And uh, of course, our welfare system encourages them to do that, because if you have 10 children, you get so much money from the government with uh, like, uh, uh, housing assistance. Uh, unemployment pay- benefits, motherhood benefits, then you get this uh, child assistance per every child you have. So by having 10 children, you can easily get uh, to an income level of a surgeon or an highly educated engineer. So why would they get a job when they, they, can, they can just breed and get to that income level?
0: And mostly their jobs yeah. are... Uh, being translators. So they translate other Somalis uh, visits to the uh, welfare uh, office. And I think it was 2007 in Helsinki they used almost 1 million euros for just translating the Somali language. So it's yeah. not a very productive uh, part of the population. But I I wanted to ask uh, in the last you you mentioned how you would handle uh, immigration. So in two, the last election, you you ran as Stramkurs uh, in Denmark, and you almost got two percent. And now you get party money from the Danish government, which is very epic. But now uh, this uh, PT Media, you know the guy pa- Pavo Taajukanas, he told us that. Uh, he made an article, and it was in uh, also the swedish articles that uh, you are joining alternativ för sverige so you uh, in sweden they have uh, sd and they have afs and now you are a member of this afs party which is uh, the only party that wants to build a uh, an office for re-migration which is pretty cool so uh, what are your plans in sweden
3: well, I mean, my, my, my job is to uh, get uh, some kurs hardline elected to parliament in Denmark. So I'm going to run for parliament in Denmark, if that's at all possible. But um, since I am now apparently also a Swedish citizen, I thought it would be reasonable to also join a political party in Sweden. And since I'm reasonably uh, well-known in Sweden now, um, I, I'm known in Swedish media, Maybe uh, my membership of uh, Alternative for Sweden could uh, help them with the election. Now we haven't decided whether I'm also going to be on the ballot in Sweden. That's something I'll need to discuss with the leadership of Alternative for Sverige. But uh, I think my membership alone is a benefit to um, to the Swedish um, to the Swedish party.
0: Yes, I I, I remember I, I watched one of uh, their streams where they discussed is your Way of working in Denmark is it optical, and they said that yeah, it's uh, it's in Sweden it's not proper to do what you do in Denmark, but they were. Saying that it's okay, and we like of this guy.
1: Also, know some people from uh, AFS uh, like uh, Gustav uh, Kasselstrand, and uh, uh, I think uh, right now AFS is the only credible uh, uh, choice for nationalists in Sweden. Like the Sweden Democrats have uh, gone so far down with uh, pandering to migrants, pandering to gays, and all sorts of minorities that uh, they wouldn't solve anything, even if they got. Uh, like 51% of the votes in the election. But I think AFS, if they got into power, they would get into action.
0: Yeah, isn't this Gustav uh, Kasselström, is he half Finnish or is his girlfriend from Finland? Or It's funny because just before you called, we were bashing on dual citizenship. <laughs> and so that's why we, we have a, a guy with... But if you are dual citizenship between Denmark and uh, Sweden... That's okay. That we accept this. Uh, okay. I
3: mean, well, I have to tell you, I I'm a little over here. First of all, I think there's a difference between dual citizenship that someone asks for, and then dual citizenship that you you can't you can't do anything about it. And in my case, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I was just born, and and I can't really. I can't really take any kind of responsibility for the fact that, that the laws of Denmark and Sweden both recognize me as a citizen there. But I also have to say my father, who is the Swedish citizen, he's the reason I have Swedish citizenship. also. He is from the Swedish city of Helsingborg. Now, if you know Scandinavian history, you'll know that Helsingborg is in Scania. It's just across the water from Denmark. And in fact, it was part of Denmark for a lot longer than it's been part of Sweden. Uh, It was part of Denmark until uh, 1658 with the peace in Roskilde. So, you know, in reality, I feel like both my parents are from Denmark, but because the borders have changed, one of them is officially from Sweden. So, you know, Copenhagen used to be geographically in the middle of the Danish kingdom.
0: Yes, Skåne is uh, historically Danish. And Helsingborg, uh, well, last time we, when we went to this Kansa in Copenhagen, we actually took the ferry from Helsingborg to Helsingør, and yeah, we know the area. And, uh, yeah. But yes, Denmark is very epic. I, I love that country. I hate Sweden, but Denmark, uh, I, <laughs> I, I I like I like that country. It's uh, very well, nice. I
3: mean, I think- I think probably you would like Sweden better if, if there were only Swedish people living there. Yes, but now of course. it seems more like it seems more like Iraq than it seems like Sweden.
0: But by
1: in the way the Swedish countryside it's uh, so like picturesque and beautiful and uh, if all of the swe all of Sweden was like that and if all of the Swedish cities were like they used to be like they have all of this beautiful architecture in Stockholm yeah. and all that uh, but uh, it's all being ruined right now, so it's horrible to see this happening everywhere in Europe. And also, uh, like I think the most real experience I've had was in Rotterdam because uh, there there we were in the middle of all of this European architecture, but uh, we couldn't see one European person on the streets. Yeah. That all of the people we ran ran into were. Uh, either middle eastern or african and then we found one restaurant patio where all of the white people of the neighborhood had been uh, had gathered uh, so there was one cafe that these were a handful of whites that were still living in that neighborhood were using and all of the rest was enrichment and we went to uh, like a supermarket and it was difficult to find a normal supermarket because uh, all of the stores were, like, these strange ethnic stores. <laughs> and so it, it was, first of all, difficult to find a normal supermarket. And when I and my Finnish friend went there, we realized that we are the only European people there, that all of the customers and all of the employees are brown and black people. So it's, it's real that this is happening, that we are allowing these cities to go down like this.
0: It was Rotterdam so in, uh, and,
3: and you know, the
1: same thing could happen
3: in certain neighborhoods in Copenhagen. That there are so few Danes, but but I think it's even worse in Sweden. Obviously, there are places where no normal Swedish people want to live anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, they have a very bad situation in Sweden. But when I said I hate Sweden, it's because their politicians and they are infl- their politician or their policies are very heavily influencing Finnish uh, policies. Yeah, like
1: for example, in the 2015 um, mass migration crisis, uh, Swedes kept letting people in, but because they didn't want to take them in, they gave them free train and bus rides to the Finnish border and just dumped them on us. And uh, so so they are clearly uh, affecting us First of all, like that. And second of all, if our neighboring country becomes like an Islamic caliphate, a completely unsafe country, it's going to affect our safety too.
3: Yeah, but that's the reason I'm fighting uh, doing action in Sweden as well. It's because it's a great security threat to the Danes if Sweden becomes a caliphate
0: yeah it's also a threat for the norwegians i i remember the oslo police said that maybe we'll have to the oslo police said that maybe we will have to close the border with sweden because we have too many youth gangs uh, coming in from sweden and uh, by the way do we you know what is the most multicultural city in uh, sweden
3: I don't think there's any city in Sweden that is not multicultural. But what is but the most... I, think, I, I, don't, I don't know what the most is. I think Malmö is very bad, but I think most of the cities are very bad.
0: No, the worst is Haaparanta. Uh,
3: okay.
0: And they have 52% of their population in Haaparanta. It's in Lapland. It's at the border of Finland. Yeah. 52% are Finns, so they are foreigners. <laughs> uh, Malmö is only 51%. <laughs> But in Haparanta oh, okay. well, they don't burn I cars. Came close. I came close though.
3: Yeah. While well, one thing, I I think Haparanda is a lot safer than Malmö.
0: Uh, yeah, they they only have one reception center there and uh, they don't burn cars there. it's a, it's, it's a it's a nice place uh, for us. We we we'll, we have a 60-mile drive to Haparanda from here. And, and
1: talking about these uh, security threats uh, that sweden might pose to neighboring countries that and 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 that it's already posing to neighboring countries like there are criminals uh, coming from malmo to uh, denmark to commit crimes so it's already affecting denmark and the same thing here that uh, criminals from uh, sweden are coming to finland uh, abusing the open borders and uh, committing crime here so uh, we often hear this uh, Stupid argument from liberals that uh, if you are nationalist, why are you like hanging out with these uh, foreigners uh, from other countries and uh, uh, like nationalists from other countries? Well, of course, we are networking with nationalists from other countries because we are facing the same problem. And if some part of Europe goes down, all of the Europe will go down and will all will or will be affected by it. So this is a common struggle we are all facing in America, in Europe, everywhere white people are facing the same struggle.
0: We are uh, in this together. So
1: we are in this together. So it takes uh, international networking of nationalists to uh, get solutions for this.
3: Absolutely. I agree 100%. And that's why... I'm trying to connect with with nationalists in other European countries because they're facing the same or even worse situations. So, I mean, we we just have to accept that the basic historic truth is that the only way to have a happy society is to have a monocultural society. It has never been a situation where a multicultural society has, has, has meant happiness. So that, that's the basic reality of everything.
0: Yes, I agree completely with this uh, statement. And well,
1: it's funny that they, in Finland, as, as we talked about before, we are still at the sort of beginning phases. We are not as far down as France or Sweden. But uh, our politicians, uh, they keep... Uh, uh, like uh, assuring people that we won't go down the sw- Swedish uh, road and that we won't end up in the same problems even though we are making all of the same decisions that they made and somehow that's supposed to land us yeah with a different result yeah and it's it it makes uh, Finnish politicians even dumber than the ones in Sweden or France because at least uh uh, they didn't have a warning example in The Neighbor about uh, the dangers of uh, loose immigration policy, but we have examples all around us. And still, our politicians insist that we keep on making the same mistakes that these other countries have made.
2: <laughs> yeah, and if,
3: I can't really... I, I don't want to comment on, on Finnish politicians, but i I'll agree with you that in general... Um, you you're a fool if you're if you're not able to learn from your, your own mistakes. But you're an absolute idiot if you're not lo- willing to learn from the mistakes of other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In uh,
0: 1983, when your immigration act uh, was changed, there was no internet, and so people couldn't discuss. But Finland, we opened our borders when the internet was available, so we have. Uh, more uh, information on everything yesterday there was this vienna attack uh, did you you probably heard of this um, yeah. there were some uh, guys and the, the main main dude from vienna uh, he he was in jail last year but uh, he he fool he 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 was put into a deradicalization program but he managed to fool these uh, people in the program so he he got he got 22 months in jail but he he exited jail in uh, what, eight months and yesterday they had a big attack uh, in various uh, locations in Vienna Austria and these people are not uh, Well, actually, and also we had the Nice attack. And you know, the funny thing about the Nice attack is that uh, in Denmark, the the secret service is called, or the the FBI, or it's called PST, I think. And in Finland, we have SUPO in uh, Sweden, it's SAPO. Uh, So on the very... the, the Nice guy, he started his beheading at 8.29 p.m. local time. And at 8.30 local time, the, uh, the Finnish PST they had a press conference where they said that the far right is the biggest threat in Finland and in Europe. But at the very same moment, this guy was beheading yeah, okay. Uh, church uh, Easter worshipers.
3: Well, I, I, I can I can tell you one thing. I disagree a hundred percent with the Swedish uh, security sur- with the Finnish security service on that. I do not agree that the far right is the biggest threat <laughs> in Europe at all.
0: Yeah, we we've been also wondering what do they mean? Uh, in Finland, we don't have any far right uh, terrorism. But they said that yeah, it's, it's heavily financed from uh, abroad and uh, remember the Church Christ attack and whatever. Yeah, um, but he
3: wasn't heavily financed. Uh, he, he, he was just one guy and he wasn't yeah. financed at all. I mean, I'm just thinking if, if, if the so-called far-right terrorist groups are, are heavily financed, shouldn't the, the, uh, the anti-Islam political parties also be heavily financed? Because I can guarantee you that's not the case. I haven't seen any of that money.
0: Yeah, we neither. Uh, they all, in Finland they claim that we get money from uh, Russia because we are Russian. Uh, we hate we hate Russia, but for some reason we we are financed by Russia. Uh, here we have the Vienna guy. Uh, he had a video. He's holding a handgun, an AK forty seven, and a very big knife. But he. Uh, he got. He was freed from jail, and yesterday he carried out with this attack with twelve other guys, and most of them were born in Austria, but uh, some were born in Chechnya, uh, Bangladesh, Bangladesh, another uh, countries. So these people, and the niece, the niece, attack guy. He he had, he was picked up by these uh, NGO boats. And he was carried to uh, Italy, and he, the Italian uh, government said that we will deport you. But before he got deported, he uh, traveled to France, and the next day he committed this attack. And one hour before the attack, he was in the mosque of Nice. So uh, these people, we know that uh, open borders, if you don't check people, if you don't ask them at the border what is your purpose are you traveling for business or for jihadism <laughs> and uh, we we have zero checks at the borders and you would think that maybe we should have some checks but uh, the current ideology that we have in europe is to let these people in
1: yeah and uh, uh, of course uh, we can expect this trend to continue that uh, uh the Islamists will keep uh, on carrying out these attacks, and uh, France had has taken uh, this uh, stand for their. Uh Uh, for the values of the republic and Austria is doing the same thing but they they have been basically left alone to fight this battle uh, by uh, for example Finland and Sweden who uh, don't really dare to say that yeah we are also against Islamism and yes we are fighting for European values but sooner or later everybody is going to have to pick a side in all of this so what is your prediction what how are things going to unfold in Europe like in um future Wow,
3: well, I would probably be a very rich person if i if I could say that but but I would say that i mean the more the more Islamic terrorism the more Muslim terrorism, the faster the things will happen i think, and so I think maybe even though it's a terrible crime and it's a it's a great shame and sorrow for the people killed by the Muslim terrorists, it may be that, that that sacrifice, for instance, if this year 500 more people are killed in Muslim terrorist attacks in Europe, that may save the lives of millions of Europeans because that would escalate the situation to a closer resemblance of a civil war situation in several european countries which would force the hand of the the uh, communist leaderships that even though you've seen it with macron that even though he is really an islamophile who loves islam he has been forced to to act with very harsh measures he's been forced to have a hard stance against islam because what are his options when his people are constantly being killed by uh, Muslim terrorists. So in that sense, um, the more Muslim terrorism and the more frequent it is, the more frequent and the more devastating it is, the, the faster uh, it will come to a point where the people of Europe will have to decide. And the only choice they can make in that case is to fight
1: back. Yeah, and I I absolutely agree that even though it's a horrible price to pay, uh, that we have to have these martyrs to wake people up. But that's apparently what it takes to really wake European people up. But one thing, uh, for example, that is happening in France that I think is a very healthy development in the discussion about Islamism, is that now in France they aren't talking about this as a problem with uh, like ISIS as a, or as or as if it's like lone wolves, uh, like lone nutjobs carrying out these attacks. But now they are actually in even in the mainstream media in France, recognizing that uh, the problem is the parallel society that they are they have millions of. Islamists in the country because of course the decapitation of Samuel Paty even though it was carried out by a single guy, it was caused by the larger Muslim community who started this outrage in the first place who uh, gave uh, hundreds of thousands of shares and likes for videos online that uh, were calling for fatwa for this Samuel Paty and they kept on uh, targeting this guy and in uh, enra- getting other muslims involved in that campaign against Samuel Paty uh, until someone took action and uh, did the dirty work that the hundreds of thousands of other muslims were wanting someone to do. So at least now they are understanding that it's not lone wolves. It's not some terrorist organization. It's this, the enemy is all around us.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> well, that's absolutely right. It's, it's not lone wolves. It's very, very deliberate. And since Islam is a collective ideology and a collectivist religion, you don't have lone wolves. You only have someone acting on behalf of the collective, like uh, the Borg in uh, Star Trek. So therefore, um, obviously, if someone commits a Muslim terrorist act, that's because that was that's what Islam tells that person to do, because it says in the Quran, in the Hadith, you must kill the unbelievers.
0: Yeah. I uh, in Denmark you have new Borgerlige I think, and they said that they want to why commercials or advertisements in uh, newspapers and publish the the pictures of Charlie Hebdo. What do you, what is your comment on the new Well, I mean, they're
3: they're they're very good at at uh, propaganda. They're very good at 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 writing on on popular public uh, themes. And right now, it's a very popular public theme in Denmark. Uh, to fight for the right to, to print the cartoons, so of course that's what they do. But the problem is that their politics, their politics, are not um, anti-immigration or anti-Muslim. But they're very, very talented at, at getting let, letting that impression uh, stand. So if you look at their politics, they do not want to ban Islam in in Denmark. They do not want to send Muslims back to their home countries. They, they do not want to uh, stop uh, educated Muslims from coming into Denmark and settling here. That's not Those policies are completely insufficient in the preservation of Denmark. But what they're very good at saying is, if you're a criminal and you're a foreigner, then you must be sent home. Well, everybody agrees with that. Only the most far-left communists don't agree with that. Everybody agrees that if you're a criminal and you're not a Dane, you should be sent home. It's just that they're not taking the necessary measures to do that. I mean, you asked me before if I was prime minister, and I said, well, you get seven days to leave, and otherwise the police will come and catch you. They could, if they have the political willpower, they could do that. We have, we have armed police officers in Denmark, so if you want to do that when you're prime minister, you can do that. But they don't want to do that. And that's why, I mean, I support totally New Bali printing the, um, the uh, pictures of Mohammed. The thing is, they didn't get the permission from, uh, from Charlie Hebdo before, so they got a lot of money. They got a lot of donations, and now they can't print them in ads because they don't have the permissions. So I'm thinking, where are those money going? Well, they're going into the crest of the New Bali Party. So they're very good at at, at getting funding, and they're very good at, at playing at the right message. I, w- I wish I was as good, but you know, uh, so it's something you can learn from. But their policy, their politics, are not sufficient. I wrote the leader of New Bali yesterday, and I wrote to her. Since Charlie Hebdo has forbidden you from using their Mohammed cartoons, I will offer you freely to use the 50 Mohammed cartoons that the hardline party owns because we got those 50 cartoons when we celebrated International Everybody Draw Mohammed Day on May 20 in 10 cities in, in Denmark this year. So she can use our cartoons for free if you would like, but she has not answered.
1: <laughs> well of course because for these centrist parties it's all about disposing that they as you said they say these opinions that everybody or 99 or percent of the population agrees with that yeah of course we need to stop a uh, criminal or terrorists from coming into our country of course we need to um, Uh, deport people who commit serious crimes Uh, but then if you look at the policies of these parties it's uh, the same thing here in Finland that they are not going to do anything about mass immigration often they even support increasing refugee quotas Uh, they don't uh, want anybody to be deported uh, and they are not going to make any changes so it's all about disposing and it's very important that that uh, people are informed about this because uh, many voters are fooled by this sort of posing and they think that okay these these guys are for real and i'm voting for them because they are standing up against islam and uh, in the end they end up voting for people who are not going to do anything about islam so i think it's very important that us actual nationalists keep people informed about who is for real and who isn't and uh, uh, make sure that they don't waste their votes on people who are not going to solve the problems these voters are seeking solutions for
0: yeah but i wouldn't call new league a, a, a centrist party they are pretty right wing I, I i would think but uh, you 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 said that they they are not uh, they are not the real thing so stramkurs is much better hmm.
1: Yeah, but for me, everybody who isn't an actual yeah. nationalist or uh, a full-on SJW is a centrist. But
0: uh, what about uh, Trump? It's um, in Finland. It's eleven twenty-six. In Denmark, it's ten twenty-six, and uh, in on the east coast, it's four twenty-six. Uh, they are voting there, and I I remember some videos of you. You did didn't you go in twenty sixteen? In the U.S., and you made some videos, and I remember you are a Trump supporter. Is is this right?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, compared to 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 Joe Biden, I'm a hundred percent a Trump supporter. But I mean, this is basically because I I wouldn't say I'm a supporter of the personality of Donald Trump, but I would say that on 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 far reaches, I'm a, a supporter of his policies. I mean, he he's he's made a a a a big positive international um, stamp, I think, on international politics. He's he's created a more calm situation in the Middle East. He has not he has not started any uh, U.S. war. And since I'm a very big supporter of of uh, soldiers and sailors and airmen and Marines, both uh, Danish and Swedish, and certainly also Americans, I'm very happy that that during the presidency of Donald Trump, he has not send young american men out to be killed i think that's that's a great uh, accomplishment so he has a great respect for me for that alone uh, but of course i mean uh, joe biden has said that he wants to support muslims he wants he wants great respect for islam and and so that alone means i would support anybody rising in opposition to joe biden uh, but i think actually donald trump has has overall done some some good things on many areas. I'm not agreeing with him on everything, but that's politics. You can't find someone that you're 100% in agreement with, but certainly, I think uh, Trump has gone a long way on, on many points, and many of the people that I have interviewed in in America, I would say probably all the people have interviewed Americans, are uh, far, um, I wouldn't say far, but they're, well, they're far right people in the Republican Party because I mean, in, when I'm in, in the U.S., and I did my latest um, interview tournée in, in December 18 in the U.S., where I interviewed a bunch of people, and I, I describe myself as a libertarian patriot in, when I'm in the U.S. because that's a reasonable presentation of my views, that I'm a libertarian patriot. Now, in the U.S., there's a lot of people that love libertarian patriots. All Republicans, more or less, love libertarian patriots. That's a good thing to be in in America. So when I'm speaking with friends I have in America and I'm saying things that in Denmark, many people will say, how can you say such a thing? Their response is, oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) So it's a very different political landscape. And I also remember I was stopped by a police officer in Tennessee in in December 18. And he said, you know, you're allowed to go uh, 55 miles an hour. And I, I thought you were going 83. That's too much. And I said, well, I'm sorry. That, that's, if I did that, that's wrong. And and he got my driver's license, and he said, okay, well, just wait here, please. So he was going to go back and give me a, a citation for speeding. And just before he went back to his car, he turned one last time and said, what are you doing in the States anyway? And then I said to him, well, actually, I'm a journalist. I'm doing reporting on patriotic Americans. And then he said... Patriotic Americans, huh? Have a nice day. <laughs> and that was it. So um, that's that's. I mean, you got to love American cops, I guess. Uh, yeah. Now, so this is this is a difference. This is because in America they have a great patriotism, and that's the kind of patriotism that I'm I'm trying to stimulate in in Danish young people. What about uh, uh,
0: the Danish media? What? in finland they are all against trump but uh, is there any normal uh, discussion about these elections <laughs>
3: the danish, no 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 the danish media is a hundred percent uh culturally marxist and and post and they all love biden so i can't i can't take that seriously i mean you gotta understand that of course there isn't really a Dane that satan himself i guess but there are a lot of, of Danes that are very, very, very bad people. And those people are mostly journalists in Denmark. So, I mean, I, I mean we have about five million very nice Danish people that are wonderful people. But we have about 10,000 journalists in Denmark that are really human trash.
0: Yeah, it's like Finland. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so it's... Uh, do you have any... F- will you be following the elections or... What are your final thoughts? Uh, oh, absolutely, thoughts? absolutely. And I, I think I think we're going in for
3: a terrible, terrible, terrible four years if Joe Biden is, is winning. My only hope if he's winning is that the Senate race will still fall out so that the Republican can, can contain uh, their majority in the yeah. Senate. Because that will amputate Joe Biden to a great extent. But otherwise, we're going in for a very, very bad situation. But... It's been a great pleasure, as always, to speak with you, and we can do this often if you like.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, uh, uh, of course, you could uh, also tell people uh, if you have any plans, other plans that um, we, you haven't yet mentioned when it comes to politics and your activism, and where people can find you and where people can support you and how they can support you.
3: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Okay, well, take great, great care, my Finnish friends, until next time. <laughs>
0: Okay. Um, thanks for calling, and uh, we'll have you another time, probably we are via Skype or other means. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Bye. 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 Okay. He didn't answer Tina's question, <laughs> but you can find him uh, if yeah, you. I
1: think uh, he misunderstood me for the for a moment.
0: Tina's English is uh, terrible. <laughs> so uh, it's like Melania Trump. It's a uh, but you can find him on YouTube. Rasmus Paludan and uh, Stramkurs, probably some of our mods will uh, will put the links. Stramkurs is the party he's representing. He's a very fine guy, and actually I was uh, interviewing him in uh, in uh, September. I think it was September seventeenth, twenty eighteen, maybe. So if I put Rasmus followed on um, in youtube yes i i always remember dates i'm uh i'm super epic so this this was the guy um and, and this was uh, actually two years ago september 2018 and we went to his office in uh, in copenhagen so this is the guy and he's uh he's very based and uh, uh, his comments about anti-semitism maybe are not so based but who cares it's he's he's the, I didn't want to say to him that you are the, the Danish Trump but uh, he he is like uh, he, he talks like him and uh, he's um, he's a good guy so check him out on uh, he used to be on Twitter, but I think they banned him because he's anti-Islam. Very hard. Stram kurs is the party, and stram in Danish means hard. So it's hard line. And he's been touring in Denmark. He's been burning these books. He's been uh, confronting the immigrants and having very, very epic... Uh, demonstrations in Denmark Uh, in one demonstration there was one Islamic guy he he drew a gun and he started to shoot and uh, no he he drew a knife and the police shot him so and in one demonstration uh, the Muslims shot at windows or they blew something up while he was speaking Uh, he's, he's a very legit guy we've met him many times he was supposed to speak at Diskanza in Copenhagen last year, but uh, the Danish police didn't let him because uh, there was a, a Muslim threat. So, so you you know this guy is uh, very very legit. Uh, let's see the super chats. If we have some uh, Marturi sent four euros, and he says so cool to hear from Rasmus, very brave man. I can feel the solidarity amongst the European kind. Yeah, Yeah, I
1: think it's really important that uh, uh, European nationalists network and stick together and also that they uh, uh, make use of that networking because um, uh, for example, uh, if you are starting a party, a nationalist party in uh, your country uh, most likely in other European countries there are people uh, who have much more experience of that and uh, uh, and um, and uh, being in contact with those people, uh, you will hear, you will get good advice, you will know what sort of uh, uh, trouble you might uh, face, what sort of uh, mistakes to avoid, uh, where to begin. So it's very important that, that there's first of all this networking and also this sharing of information and resources uh, so that... Um, uh, we can be as effective as possible so that uh, we don't have to start at ground level everywhere, that we can use the information that the other nationalists in other countries have already gathered.
0: We need to write a book a yes. guide how to how to oppose mass immigration. Uh, we have other donations on the live 75 with a diamond without a message. Dineke's ghost sent a diamond without a message. A slug gifted uh Six subs, very nice. Jay Fox also gifted subs and slug as when your election election stream begins. Uh, We'll start in. I don't know. A couple of hours. I would say two hours. One thirty finish time. That's uh, I think six thirty U.S. time Eastern time. And a, a merry Arian sent a diamond, without a message. Fenn sent thank a you. diamond, and Silosopher sent a diamond, and also gifted five subs. So oh, very nice of you, you, you so <laughs> to donate on our stream. Uh, let me check uh, Entropy. Um, maybe we, SJW sent $25 wow. on uh, Entropy, and he says, in memory of Pop Ivar. What's
1: Okay, I have to admit that I'm not sure what that is, but thank you so much for the big uh, donation.
0: Yeah, twenty-five <laughs> bucks. It's uh, very cool, <laughs> very epic. Um, I could. I, I was supposed to play the uh, the um, Tucker Carlson clip. I mentioned it uh, in our Finnish stream, but I forgot. So um, let me let me find it. I retweeted it yesterday. We Yesterday we followed all of Trump's uh, um, rallies. The, uh, the last one was in Grand Rapids, which was very nice. And before that he was in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We have Kyle Rittenhouse who should be free. And we tried to organize so that the people in Kenosha would shout free Kyle and actually in in the in rsbn's youtube chat we got a big proportion of chatters uh, saying free kyle which was uh, pretty cool but uh, i think it wasn't mentioned in the in the um, in the actual physical rally which is um, sad but uh, Carl Rittenhouse, uh, he did nothing wrong. He should be free. But I want to see the Tucker Carlson uh, four-minute clip where he explains who, they, who the people in Butler, Pennsylvania are. But um, I need to find it. Twitter, Twitter searches is... Not uh, not the best because you can f- you can search for your own tweets with keywords. It's easy, but if you have retweeted something, it's a different story because you need to actually remember who you retweeted. and I really can't remember who it was and at what moment because you need to know that we have a seven hour time difference. So I retweeted it at 6am or something, so I need to find it, but it's a very, very good monologue. Maybe it was Columbia Bugle, he usually clips those, um, yeah, it's a pinned tweet by Columbia Bugle. And this is um, 4.38, so I'll play this. Columbia Bugle saying, must watch Tucker Carlson monologue. Trump is an indictment of America's ruling class. Donald Trump, in other words, is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country. Our ruling class is disgusting. A vote for Donald Trump is a vote against them. So this is a four-minute clip. I'll play it without interruption and uh, then we'll have some final comments and then we'll wrap it up and we'll get started for the next stream which will be in Finnish and we'll be uh, following the uh, uh, the election in Finnish we'll also of course uh, yeah because uh, of
1: course we would love to do also an English uh, uh, coverage but there are so many high quality uh, english uh, coverages of the election like uh, i think uh, nick fuentes guide to culture uh, ralph Fritzold, all all of these uh, channels are doing red, red ice. eyes uh, th- so there are so many uh, great uh, uh, coverages to pick from in english But uh, I think we are the only ones doing it in Finnish. uh, The only, like, based, uh, normal ones. The
0: the non-partisan.
1: So if we didn't do it in Finnish, uh, the Finnish audience would be left with, like, the lame mainstream media, liberal coverages, which are completely shit. So we have a duty to our Finnish (laughs) viewers. So so we are
4: going with Finnish.
0: But uh, we'll uh, be right back after this four-minute clip. here.
4: We want to begin a different way. We want to begin this show with a single image. Now, the image doesn't tell you who's going to win or lose tomorrow. Instead, it's a metaphor for the election itself and for the moment that we're living in and will continue to live in. The picture is from a town called Butler, Pennsylvania. It's 35 miles north of Pittsburgh. The president held a rally there over the weekend. Butler's like a lot of places you'll find in this country once you head inland from the coasts. It's a former industrial town. They made Pullman rail cars there for many years, but it's been losing population for decades. There's still a lot of nice people in Butler. For 60 grand, you can buy a decent house there. It's a place you might be happy in. But our professional class is not impressed by Butler. They don't consider Butler, Pennsylvania, or places like it, the future. To them, places like Butler are embarrassing relics of a past best forgotten. The men of Butler may have built this country, and they did, But they mean nothing to our leaders now. You can be certain of that because when large numbers of people in Butler started killing themselves with narcotics, no one in Washington or New York or Los Angeles said a word about it. And so it continued. There have now been so many opioid deaths in Butler that a few years ago residents built an overdose memorial in the middle of town. MSNBC didn't cover that. So given all of that, it was interesting how the people around Butler feel about Donald Trump. Here are the pictures of the president's rally there on Saturday night. Tens of thousands of people came. So many people that the crowd obscured the horizon. It looked like a visit from the Pope. When was the last time a political speech drew that many people? Well, the media didn't ask. Instead, they attacked the rally as a super spreader event. Trump endangers thousands in Pennsylvania. Okay, we'll leave the epidemiology to CNN. But the question still hung in the air. Why did all those people come? Why? They must have known that Donald Trump is the most evil man who's ever lived. They've heard that every day for five years. They know that people who support Donald Trump are also evil. They're bigots, they're morons, they're racist cult members. They know that Americans have been fired from their jobs for supporting Donald Trump, not to mention kicked off social media, belittled by their kids' teachers, shunned by decent society. ONLY LOSERS AND FREAKS SUPPORT DONALD TRUMP. PEOPLE IN BUTLER KNEW ALL OF THAT. BUT ON SATURDAY THEY WENT TO THE DONALD TRUMP RALLY ANYWAY. WHY EXACTLY DID THEY DO THAT? WE SHOULD BE PONDERING THAT QUESTION DEEPLY AS WE WATCH TOMORROW'S RETURNS AND AS WE LIVE THROUGH THE AFTERMATH OF THEM. MILLIONS OF AMERICANS SINCERELY LOVE DONALD TRUMP. THEY LOVE HIM IN SPITE OF EVERYTHING THEY'VE HEARD. THEY LOVE HIM OFTEN IN SPITE OF HIMSELF. They're not deluded. They know exactly who Trump is. They love him anyway. They love Donald Trump because no one else loves them. The country they built, the country their ancestors fought for over hundreds of years, has left them to die in their unfashionable little towns, mocked and despised by the sneering halfwits with finance degrees, but no actual skills, who seem to run everything all of a sudden. Whatever Donald Trump's faults, He is better than the rest of the people in charge at least he doesn't hate them for their weakness donald trump in other words is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country that was true four years ago when trump came out of nowhere to win the presidency and it's every bit as true right now maybe even more true than it's ever been and it will remain true regardless of whether donald trump wins re-election trump rose because they failed. It's as simple as that. If the people in charge had done a halfway decent job with the country they inherited, if they'd cared about anything other than themselves, even for just a moment, Donald Trump would still be hosting Celebrity Apprentice. But they didn't. Instead, they were incompetent and narcissistic and cruel and relentlessly dishonest. They wrecked what they didn't build. They lied about it. They hurt anyone who told the truth about what they were doing. That's true. We watched. America is still a great country, the best in the world, but our ruling class is disgusting. A vote for Trump is a vote against them. That's what's going on in that picture. That's what's going on in this country.
0: So I have nothing to add to this We have Real Poseidon hosting, and I know that Real Poseidon, you are not a very uh, strong Trump supporter because of many things, but I think Real Poseidon, you also understand that uh, Biden is much, much worse. Mr. Wright says, you are great neighbors, Um, probably Denmark and Finland, yeah, we have it's a long drive to, to Copenhagen, but I, I like Denmark. Denmark, <laughs> we should uh, remove Sweden. It's too cringe. We should replace uh, Sweden with Denmark because the Danish people, they, they, their way of speaking is cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they are Scandinavian, but they are based. They are not cocked like the, the other. Finland is not part of Scandinavia, by the way. But um, yeah, Rasmus Paludan, he's a cool guy. I, uh, I uh, last time we had a very fun time in Copenhagen. We had a uh, very interesting live streams with uh, him, and uh, there were people, wa- people waving the Soviet flag, and we interviewed this flag guy. And, uh, The flag guy, the next day he came to the Skansa forum and he was waving his uh, stupid flag the whole day. And uh, actually Rasmus was banned from the conference because uh, there was a Muslim threat. The religion of peace had uh, said that we are not, uh, I am not allowed, I am not uh, allowed Rasmus uh, are Islamophobic. uh, and uh, there's uh, Rasmus Paludan. Denmark received a subscription from White Ole. I don't know if Rasmus, if that's the real Rasmus. Uh, maybe he is. But uh, yeah, uh, what else do we have? Um, yeah, I think that those were the messages that uh, were sent okay. by our viewers. We have over 1000 still I, I i don't know what's uh, going on but uh, yeah this is the biggest out of line we've had of course um, for a f- for a Finnish viewership this is very s- 1000 viewers it's very low it's a slow day but on our english stream this is a a record the biggest the previous record was with uh, greg johnson i think it was episode 1 we had 700 We'll uh, probably get more guests, of course, and maybe we should have uh, um, Richard Spencer on Friday and ask him. Okay, you voted for Biden, but uh, how does it feel to to be on the losing side of history?
1: And I have been. Uh, I have nothing also against uh, keeping one eye on the uh, election updates, and it seems that. Um, uh, of course we don't have any actual uh, like voting data yet because the polls haven't closed yet but we have uh, information about uh, what sort of people have been uh, voting and uh, uh, Rep- uh, registered Republicans are uh, currently in Florida ahead by over 170,000 votes uh, but of course that doesn't mean that the, they they are necessarily going to win because this isn't the full data. Uh, there are some counties uh, that aren't uh, don't uh, that we don't have the data yet from, and uh, there are a lot of independents uh, people who are who are not members of either party, and Bernie there goes. are so many of them that they are going to be the ones who decide this election in Florida. Uh, it seems right now because. Uh, the numbers for uh, re- registered Dems and registered Republicans are, uh, uh, despite of that difference, still so close that uh, the independents can sway it either way. Uh, yeah. But uh, right now it's, uh, it's not definitely not looking bad.
0: Yeah, the Bernie bros will. Uh...
1: Like uh, it doesn't uh, appear that uh, there is a blue wave, uh, a yeah. blue tsunami happening in Florida.
0: There's none. Kiamilla 57 sent 5 euros on Streamlabs and she says, uh, So uh, she's saying that um, uh, when
1: uh, Tina and uh, Junes get into power, uh, the migrants will uh, uh, be thrown out of the country like that. That's right. That's exactly right. Like... uh, uh, all, all people need to do is vote. That's the only way to change the system. And we have the municipal election coming up in springtime in Finland. And of course, Younes and I are running again. And uh, last time uh, uh, we had a halfway victory. Younes got in and I'm his vice-counselor. But I we are hoping that this time we both get in. And uh, I think we have a pretty good chance at that. Because, uh, for example, we have noticed that... Uh, uh, we have become much more famous <laughs> like that it's uh, uh, it's pretty much impossible to like go to the city center without people stopping us and wanting to shake our hands and
0: uh, all these unwashed masses want to meet
1: us <laughs> yeah and uh, and all that so it uh, and it wasn't like that before the previous election so it seems that we are for ex- for for one much more famous right now and also that uh, there are a lot of new people now that who are supporting us so i don't think it's in any way impossible that we would get enough votes even from our own list uh uh, uh just the two of us uh, to get both of us yeah to, actually
0: next monday i have a city council meeting on monday and uh so I have to go to the city council and she 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 gets to stay here this is not we have to get her also in the city council the election uh, here is uh, in April and probably we don't even need to campaign people will vote for us even if we even if we tell them okay we are running for the election but we are not we will not campaign because we know that you know the thing and it's it's true. We are the best candidates in the city. The others, okay, there are some nationalists, but they are gay and cringe uh, compared to us. We are the... And I've said this to our Finnish viewers. I said, why would you vote for the, the others? They're not so cool. We are the coolest. And uh, we'll probably win both. And uh, then, then it will be total war. We'll be both there we'll have the double amount of uh, speaking time we will they will surrender the 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 uh, democrats and uh, the greens they will sur- they will say, okay we we cannot take this we have to leave and we will take over the city hall and uh, we'll close the uh, borders and uh, we'll make it uh, we'll do what we can do it's, uh everything is about speech words, uh, policies, uh, our uh, Secret Service claims that the far right is a clear and present danger in Finland, but uh, no it's not, no, nobody is doing any terrorism in Finland except for the Muslims. So we, they claim we are the far right, we are not, we just want peaceful, peaceful transfer of power uh, to us. And we want to make Finland not do the mistakes Sweden and other European countries have done. That's our only uh, reason to, to be actually in politics. Uh, I don't care about uh, the other issues, mostly. Of course, I, I can have some takes on the other issues, but the main issue is immigration and uh, and of course, the degeneration of uh, these LGBT abortion, these stupid people. But other than that, uh, I'm not interested. Poli- politics, it's it's, it's the people. Most people that run are uh, are idiots. They they think they 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 have the key to to make a, a multicultural heaven, but. Uh, no, they do not have. They, they are idiots, and that's why we are against them. We are just fighting stupidity. It's a peaceful protest against stupidity, as uh, as Trump has been doing. I I was thinking of a uh, final, um, a clip in the outro. What would it be? It, I think it's one of the Panther Den videos that I will yeah. pick. Uh, I used two of them in the in the intro, but I, uh, yeah, it's the standby because th- this has also been a uh, a big uh, problem in Finland. That uh, yeah, the, 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 the Biden Harris bus was uh, was harassed in Texas, and it was not. And uh, okay, this is not related, but this is the official prediction. So it looks pretty good, uh, West Coast going to the uh, screeching Wojaks and uh, the rest of the country is going to Pepe, so it looks looks okay. Of course Minnesota could go to Trump, but yeah, uh, this, this guy makes a pretty good video, so I'll use one of these this, this one I used in the intro, but uh, what was the one I was thinking of? Let me see, just a second. Uh, yeah, it was Please Stand By, so it's this one. This is 29 seconds, it's a very short video. We'll use this as the outro and uh, Thanks for watching, thanks for donating. You can uh, donate on Subscribestar, all the links are below if you are watching this on DLive. You can of course uh, watch us on uh, VK and Periscope. We'll be live in less than two hours and it will be in Finnish. We'll be covering the election day in the US and uh, it will be a long stream. We'll have lots of videos and uh, lots of stuff there. So uh, yeah, thanks for watching and uh, have a uh, nice election day evening.
3: Yeah. Bye.
1: Bye.
3: Stand back. And stand by.
2: The time has that. come.